ออนไลน์พอดแคสต์38 Gentle Horse, welcome back to online podcast. Are you surprised, girls? Are you surprised that I'm actually back again after one episode that I posted last week? Since I've been missing in action for almost a month. Anyway, I do have wonderful guests on the show, and they have wonderful stories to share. And here they are, my guests. Uh, my guests actually, I have two guests, but Patrick is one of my listeners for maybe a while. We'll have him. Talk a little bit more about that, and also Seongman is also here. Uh, I guess newlywed, Patrick and Seongman newlywed, right? Mm-hmm. Congratulations! Thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you, John. So let's go uh, start with the history. Uh, I'm sure our, our listeners would probably know Patrick. Some of them on Facebook or just through commenting on on uh, on the blog. Patrick, give us a little bit of a background of how you became a listener. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I was originally listening to Madge Weinstein's uh, show Yeast Radio, and uh, he had, uh, she, excuse me, she had mentioned <laughs> you. Uh, sometimes I get my pronouns wrong. Excuse me, and uh, and I just put that on a on a piece of paper. Once, who is this John Ong? Who is this John Ong? And uh, probably a month after I heard your name, he, he had, seemed to have a lot of respect for you, quoted you on some social issues. And uh, I looked you up, and basically I, I think I, I downloaded and listened to every um, online over, I, probably over the last summer um, that I could get my hands on. I, I felt like I ended up knowing you. <laughs> it was sort of weird. Uh, but uh, has it been a while? A year and a half. Was it, it a, probably a year and a half? About a year and a half ago that you discovered me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very good. And of course, uh, Seongman. How how does Seongman comes into the picture? Just by Seongman being married to you. Heard, <laughs> Seongman has never heard a single podcast. In his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, anyway, um, so we don't need to talk too much about me. We will talk about uh, you guys and uh, newlywed. You, you guys right. just recently got married. This, yeah. I guess it would uh, be when the show is posted. It'll be, uh, uh, you know, a week <coughs> ago from Sunday. So, yes, we uh, we decided uh, we've been together for six years, and uh, actually, uh, Songman proposed to me uh, five years ago, uh, and we've been registered domestic partners in New York for several years, and kind of done honeymoon kind of stuff back then. Uh, but as soon as the law passed, we decided we really wanted to be part of history and uh, be there on the very first day it was possible for us to get married. And uh, uh, we jumped through all the hoops uh, that it required. And uh, Sunday, we tied the knot. And uh, it was a magical day. I, I, I'll ask you uh, more details also. But before I sure. dig in further in... Uh, this is for both of you, Patrick and Xiaoman. Both, uh, you can tell. Can you tell uh, us a little bit, me and the listeners, a little bit about how you guys met? Set up a bit well, of a history. We met in a Sunday school class. Oh wait, no, that's the story <laughs> for the parent. Uh, no, we met in a bar actually, uh, a now defunct bar uh, called Pegasus. It's actually an Asian uh, gay bar. 
Are you uh, are you guys in the city? Where where are you? Uh, no, actually, we can't. I work for a nonprofit, so uh, there's no living in the city for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in Elmhurst, Queens, which is uh, it's about uh, thirty minutes subway ride. Okay. Yeah. So you met so, met at a bar. Met so at what, a bar about six years ago. Selma, uh, I want to ask Selma this. Selma, what what was your reaction? Yeah, actually, well, you, you talk. Um, uh, he was drunk, and then I was a <laughs> little bit drunk. Very drunk. I was very drunk, actually. And um, I think he's very uh, cute and handsome guy. Despite so the did, drunkenness. <laughs> yeah. So I was work uh, after work. So we started uh, talking. And then we exchanged the telephone number, and there was a war. There was there was it for the first time. So next day, and then I started calling him like three times, and he never <laughs> get the phone. Yeah, it's a little awkward. Um, I, do tell, do tell. Yeah, it took honestly. Uh, we were. <coughs> I was I was pretty drunk that night when I met him, and we had a. We decided we would have uh, breakfast after the bar, and we talked and exchanged numbers, and I did like him. Uh, I think I had just come out of something, kind of a bad relationship, uh, but I didn't return his calls for like three weeks, oh. I think two or three weeks, and when I called him, he was like, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing, but that was a little awkward, but when we started seeing each other... Um, we just fit like a hand in a glove. We really did, and oh, awesome. uh, and got together. Sorry, there's noise. If y'all hear noise in the background, I've got. They're not making dogs. out. We just so you know, dogs. they're not making out. Those are the dogs in the background. <laughs> so, um, now, Xiongman, what? Uh, Xiongman, are you Korean? Yes, I am. Um, you know, and we Asian, we bond, and so <laughs> let's talk Asian. Uh, so, okay. uh, when did you get to the country? Around ten years ago. Around ten years ago. Yeah, all by myself. Oh, so you just like left your country and just came here? Yeah. How was it like uh, uh, living? You know, what is it like? What is what is your life like in New York as opposed to in in Korea? Yeah. South Korea? Yeah, South Korea. From Seoul. I grew up in there 30 years. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to uh, come to the USA. Mm-hmm. Okay, looking for a job. Uh-huh. And then for the uh, gay life too. Because the Korea is very um, conservative, conservative uh, the society. And then Still, my family didn't know about me, and I can come out. I am the first son in the family, mm-hmm. and then my sister and brothers they are married right now. So, so ten years ago, I decided to come here and then find a uh, very uh, liberal job in a in a city, mm-hmm. and then I studying the career, and then I found the. Uh, a sponsor for green card. Finally, I got the green card through for seven years. Mm-hmm. And um, a few years ago, I started all my business, small business in Brooklyn, and it won't work very well. So now I'm working in a restaurant in a city, and I'm starting the. Uh, I plan to go to the uh, the school soon. Nursing. I see. He's 
nursing program. Nursing, I see, I see. Well, that's good. Good background.、Uh, you know, a little bit of my background too is you know I came from Malaysia. I'm ethnically、yeah. Chinese. My parents are、uh, Chinese immigrants to Malaysia. Actually, my my、oh, grandparents.、Oh. So my parents grew up in Malaysia.、Uh, was born in Malaysia. I was born in Malaysia as well. So I、mm. I, I knew what it's like growing up being gay and、uh, in in Asia. Now、mm. being in Korea, are you are you a Christian growing up? Were you brought up as Christian? My grandma, she is the、uh, Buddhist. Mm-hmm. And then my father and mother does not have any religion. Okay, but but I'm、um, they're acting very like ultra orthodox Jews. <laughs> they're very conservative. <laughs> they're very conservative. His, his father's a、um, he was a policeman, police detective, for a very long time. So very strict Asian parents. <coughs> very much. And, and his first son too, and they have all、yeah. these expectations of him and getting married and all that、mm-hmm. stuff. He's still out to them. So okay, let's let's and what about you, Patrick? Bit of your background.、Uh, yeah, where are you originally from? New York.、Long. I'm originally from Kentucky.、Uh, grew up in Louisville. Fried、Kentucky. chicken. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I have a great fried chicken story.、Um, uh, Colonel Sanders actually at one in one of my neighborhoods. They lived in one of my neighborhoods. Oh my god. <laughs> they actually tried to kick him out of the neighborhood because his house was a little too stinky, too, still too greasy. Yeah, look, his house looks like a like a bucket of chicken, but、uh, that's that's my claim to fame there. But、uh, yeah, Louisville, Kentucky is where I、uh, grew up and came out. Actually, had had a good coming out experience there. Was, the gay scene was actually pretty nice there. Mm, mm.、Uh, but、uh, coming out to my、uh, mother and my stepfather was not a good experience.、Uh, I did that on a, a break from work after. I used to work after high school, and uh,、um, made them. My mother had asked me if I was gay a few times, and like the third time, I actually was gay, and、uh, <laughs> I told her, and、uh, and she proceeded to、uh, have a nervous breakdown and end up in the in the hospital. For, oh wow!、Uh, quite some time.、Uh, I'm sure there was more to it than me、uh, just telling her she was. She knew I was gay,、mm-hmm. uh, but. I didn't really know I was gay. I had a, I had a long-term girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, so, just yeah, doing was, what everybody was, else、uh, were doing, I guess. Yeah, she just she really wanted me to be straight. I think she she knew from she kept me from watching Mr. Rogers. I had to sneak to watch Mr. Rogers as a child, and、uh, which is a, like a morning t- or a TV yeah, show yeah. for kids. She didn't like. He was a little bit effeminate, and she、uh, made me do football and all those things.、Uh, Didn't like me watching Lost in Space, which had this、uh, Dr. Smith on it, who was entirely too effeminate for her tastes, and she was just trying to raise a do what was best for me. But, yeah, what,、uh, ultimately, how she, what she, whatever she knew at that time. Now, Xiongman, were you pretty comfortable growing up being gay? Did you have to? I mean, obviously, despite your, your the pressure from your fam your family, your parents especially, are you pretty comfortable just accepting that you know I'm just gay? I, I, I in、like、Korea、that. or in Korea? In Korea, not at all. So you struggled you know, before you you didn't even know really before you went in the military, right? No. So when did you discover yourself? When I was around nineteen or twenty. We have to do the military service like three years,、mm-hmm. and then I had a kind of very strong physical、uh, contact with my、uh, 
sports in general and something like that. So mm-hmm. I was kind of, I enjoyed them. But they're not gay. I don't know why they, you know, do in a military. It's all on the down low. Uh, uh-huh. But he had those experiences with his uh, his military. Uh, I think I saw this movie once. One <laughs> <What> movie. <laughs> oh, that would be once. that would be another <laughs> podcast. Selma, maybe maybe someone will become will come back and tell us more about stories like being gay in Korea and all your experience. If you want to, that sounds fun. But uh, so uh, I have a uh-huh. finally um, married woman. Did you? Yeah. No, no. He. So uh, Seoman was uh, telling us that uh, you had some physical uh, relationship with with one of your military peers, and, mm-hmm. and then he ended up getting married. Yeah. See, you know, I think it's, I don't know what it is, but, you know, that's a separate topic all by itself because, you know, I sort of, I have a, a friend that I, well, I didn't really get that physical. We kissed, but uh, that was my, ex- as the extent of the, the relationship that I had with this guy when I was in high school. And he ended up getting married and all. I don't know about happily or not. I do not know. I have lost touch of um, what, how he's doing. But, uh, but let's now, let's go back and talk about you guys then. So you met and you've been in a relationship for uh, dating for a year, and then Seung Man proposed. Yeah, we had already. Uh, he proposed. At, we were already living together. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell him proposal story? Uh, one day uh, I wake up in the morning and then I felt bad love from him and I proposed to him. Oh. Mm. And I think, you know, we had both, we both were, um, sometimes love is a matter of timing, too, and uh, uh, I, I knew immediately that uh, he's the one I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. So, I mean, I, I've had some just, some just horrendous situations <laughs> with guys, and I, I met him after kind of an awful one, and, uh, but... I could just tell after that period of time that this was the one we were in the right place for it, and we would be together. You know, we mm-hmm. wanted we wanted this to be the last relationship. Did you uh, were you dating uh, other guys before Selman at that time? Yeah, one of the guy, uh, my ex just before the uh, Patrick. Uh, actually, he was from uh, Tel Aviv, oh. Israel, Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had a um, one and a half years um, living together, mm-hmm. and then he has to go back to his country after he's graduating the uh, law school in mm-hmm. Colombia. And then he he couldn't come back, so we broke up. Oh, how devastating! But lucky yeah, for Patrick. Was, yeah, it was, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, and I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> now uh, then he's uh, married with one guy, and they have a daughter. They did a surrogacy mm-hmm. for, yeah, his ex is in Tel Aviv, and they, whoever he's with now, they've got a surrogate, and they've had oh. a baby. Uh, do you, are you still keeping in touch with your ex in Tel Aviv? Uh, I talk to him by the phone, but I, he seems like he doesn't want to uh, talk to me. Mm-hmm. So it's probably still difficult for him. 
Maybe. Yeah, but he's still on Facebook or whatever. I see. On Facebook. Facebook. Now, now, let's jump right into you guys' getting married. And you've been planning to get married for a while, and you registered as, the, as domestic partners. We and- registered as domestic partners, and uh, honestly, uh, after the registering of, as domestic partners, we kind of figured we were, um, that, that was, we didn't know that this marriage thing would ever pass. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't, he's going to take a break. Okay. Uh, we, we didn't know that this thing was going to pass, so... Uh, you know, we got nice rings, and we went to Tiffany's and, and did a nice honeymoon, and uh, did, you know, we really thought at that point that would be about as legal as it was right, going to right. get. So, um, uh, but marriage equality passed here, so we decided this So is- you felt like it, you, um, uh, not legally, but at least um, at, on, the, on a very personal level, you pretty much got married. Absolutely. Whenever we exchanged, actually, honestly, after he proposed, we were actually, yeah, I'd say after the proposal, uh, we, I mean, we were definitely together and and monogamous um, throughout even the dating period. So, um, but there is, there is something special about making that commitment that you want to be with each other for the rest of your lives. We did that during the, um, uh, during that uh, domestic partnership uh, process, and then we did it again Sunday. What is what is special uh, for you when it becomes an actual marriage and not a domestic partnership? Uh, finally, uh, we're going to be able to enjoy the dignity, respect, and uh, legal rights that can only happen with marriage. Did, did, you, did you both decide to do that? Or did you yes. discuss about it? I mean, it? honestly, he, we, we knew the legislation was, they were talking about it, but we didn't know what was going to happen. He called me, uh, I was in somebody's chat room, I can't remember, we're listening to somebody's podcast, uh, maybe Madge's, and, um, and Songman called me from work, he works at night, and, and I said, Marriage equality is passed. Marriage equality is passed. And I typed it in the chat room. And then some snarky person in that chat room, it had to be Magic Show, uh, <laughs> said, uh, hey, New York, you're about 30 minutes behind on the news. And I said, that's my cue, guys. You've been preempted. <laughs> so I spent the rest of the night. Uh, uh, research- I couldn't sleep. I was researching... Uh, what the law? What the new law meant, and mm-hmm. uh, just just scoured the web. So tell us, actually, what 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 does the new law mean? Uh, honestly, it's not going to change our day to day existence too much. Uh, what I see is, what I see, the most important part about this is it's very possibly a tipping point uh, for federal marriage equality. Right now, uh, this isn't going to change uh, a whole lot. Uh, but it literally doubles the number of people uh, eligible to be married. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it, it, that's going to make us very visible mm-hmm. uh, to everybody. Uh, uh, I, I work for the ACLU, and I'm very connected to uh, uh, most of our programs there. And uh, marriage equality is a huge one. And repealing 
the uh, DOMA, the um, Defense of Marriage Act, is one of our huge projects. Defense of Marriage Act makes it illegal for us to get uh, federal rights uh, mm -hmm. as a married couple. There's like 1,100 rights, over 1,100 rights uh, that we can't get. So we're trying to repeal that and get it replaced with this new act called the Respect for Marriage Act, which would uh, basically allow us, uh, the federal government, to uh, give us those rights. So, so for, you know, the fact that you, you work for ACLU, then you are very close to the progress of the development of, of uh, gay marriage then, yes. right? What do and you, struggles. And struggles, And failures. Yes. And failures, yes. I'm going to ask Seoman. Seoman, what is your... Uh, are you very political? Uh, in real, in a, uh, my work, yeah, I'm very political. I do uh, manage people a lot. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you feel like you have to um, fight for your right to get married? Absolutely. This is America. This is different uh, than my uh, Korea and Asia. We have to come out and then just not keep silence about human rights. This is about human rights. We have a right to speak out and uh, equality to living with uh, straight people, with other people or religious people. Mm -hmm. I need to have a right before we're going to die. We don't have a time to live a lot. Do you feel like I feel yeah. sometimes when I left my home country and came here, uh -huh. I, and then when you see people, you know, being silly and stupid about about gay marriage um, and and the, the right to get married and people, the religious people, just like screaming down at you, do you find that like, oh, what's going on? It feels like I'm back in. Malaysia, back in Korea, do you do you ever feel that way? I never f planned to live here when I first time come here. Mm -hmm. But I, I, well, I was working very hard and I decided to live here by myself, all by myself. And then uh, when I was watching some story about the gay people and the gay news and then, you know, they, when I watched their movement to have like a political issue in every part and then I have to um, support them, mm -hmm. you know, so HRC club or, you know, ACLU or the, whatever they are, the, the political group. Yeah, he's, he's, uh... I never thought about the coming back to Asia. This is much better than any other uh, the Asia. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. John, uh, um, I have a friend on Facebook who's from Malaysia and lives in KL. He's uh, actually kind of an <coughs> entertainment reporter for some uh, e? uh, yeah, some, some entertainment <laughs> TV station there. And he, like when I got married, I, the very first thing I did is uh, posted on Facebook the copy of our marriage certificate. And mm -hmm. like, we're married. And uh, then there were some pictures. And then he, he made this comment like, why are you telling people this? You know, why are you telling this? And I said, I want everyone to know. I mean, and he's coming from a, a background that, you know, it's never going to be legal in Malaysia. It's, 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 they're under Islamic law. It's, it's totally against the, the world, uh, mm -hmm. the law there. 
Um, I, I don't think that that you're never going to have a legal marriage there uh, as long as Islamic law is right. I mean, am no, I wrong on that? Uh, no, you, you you are right, but uh, uh, whatever it is, whatever it is, it's. <laughs> it's good. It's we are many many years behind. Well, when I say we, I say Malaysians are many many years behind. Uh, yeah, I, it would it it would be so close to impossible that I would say yes, it's impossible. I, I think, uh, uh, but I, I, it is possible that uh, that they will be able to get some rights and uh, maybe some separate but equal rights. Because uh, yeah, well, I want to make it clear that uh, the uh, Sharia law is not for. All Malaysians. It's only for Muslims oh. in Malaysia. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, I, okay, maybe I'm. A, I don't. I can't speak on this. Then. So, but uh, however, it it is very different. It's, it it's a personal. It's also a very personal uh, choice to uh-huh. share. Uh, uh, and a coworker also uh, got married, and she did not. I mean, I've actually, I'm I'm actually all over the, the our our picture kissing as we left the courthouse, got picked up by the Associated Press, and it's. It's literally in. I did a Google search in it of my name in the news. We're on thirty-two hundred outlets right now, <laughs> and it You're is famous. I, I, it's my fifteen minutes, our fifteen minutes of fame. But it, I mean, before there was never any Patrick Plain uh, news. If you did, I have a Google alert for my name, and I get this thing. It says, you know. To see the other thirty-two hundred and whatever, and it's all basically the same AP story and photograph that has been plastered everywhere. Uh, but the the girl I work with, she you know she wants to keep it under wraps, and uh, so it's very personal to be able to uh, to want to go public with it. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I work at a place now that it's okay for me to be gay, and uh, but I I was a chemist for many years, and I worked in Dallas, Texas, and uh, if I had been gay there. They would have found a reason to fire me, and I had to change the pronouns. I'd let people know what was going on. I'd say they, I had a you know date with a girl or whatever. I'd change all the. They knew what was going on, but they I would have lost my job. Now I'm I'm in a comfortable position where I don't have to hide anymore. But it's uh, a lot of people aren't aren't there, and a lot of people don't want it. I say being visible is very important because it normalizes it. Exactly. Which is the reason why you are here talking about it, and uh, uh, it's the same reason for you as it is for me. I would like to share the stories because I do know I have I have quite a few Malaysian followers listening to this show. Uh, Singaporean um, Asians listen to the show, and sometimes some of them, as you heard mm-hmm. the last show, last week's show, it's just my conversation with the with with my gay friends in Malaysia, it's very different, you know? They really are envious of the fact that we can just be who we are. Uh, the well, fact seem, that... I, I heard this show. They, they seem to be very comfortable in their own skin. Uh, I mean, they're definitely uh, uh, very... Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if you met them on the street, I mean, I don't know what they look like, but just by talking, you, they, they sound as gay as anyone I've ever yes. met. Yes, and I think and I think they community there. They they are they are very comfortable being who they are, and they people typically, or at least those that I I'm closer with, I'm sure there are exceptions. Those that I'm closer with typically tend to live a very comfortable gay life. However, at the same time, have a very uh, you know somewhat of a facade. To hide the fact that they are gay, because to the public, to can you hear me? Okay, to the. I got some music. Huh? 
You hear music? Yeah. Oh, my grandmother well, heard, heard music. Hold on. My mother, grandmother heard uh, music before she died. I hope that's <laughs> hold, hold on just a minute. Maybe okay. I have uh, iTunes going on here. So. Okay. It's a beautiful song. <laughs> hold on. So, um... And the technical difficulties is resolved. And so what, what, we, what I found is a lot of people might be very comfortable with, with the fact that they are gay, but they always have a, a facade, a, an outer shell, where when they are with their gay friends, then they are comfortable being who they are. But when they're outside in the world, for instance, the teacher that I spoke to, uh, you know, he could, get, he could get fired. Now, of course, not to say that this is only exclusively for Malaysians. You can actually get fired here in the United States yeah. of America for that, for that, uh, the fact that you're just gay. So, uh, yeah, it, there are, and I did mm-hmm. not have the, cur- I did not have the courage when I lived in Texas, I, I did not have the courage to, uh, come out because I, I literally, I, I'm not like, like a Dan Choi. I have respect for a Dan Choi, mm-hmm. uh, who risked his, got fired for coming out in the military. You know, that's ballsy. And that's the courage that, I, I never had that. I had a great, I was, I had a great job. I, I couldn't lose it. I can change a few pronouns and, you know. And live with it or cope with yeah, it yeah. as much as you know. Xiaoman, what do you, do you still have um, uh, contacts and connections with relatives or friends in Korea? And if you do, how are they taking your getting married, your marriage? <laughs> Actually, uh, my personal contact in Korea uh, mm-hmm. uh, is all disconnected, except my family. Mm. I don't know uh, where they are right now. My friends are almost uh, straight. I never had a gay friends. Mm. It's very rare in Korea. How, how about mean, your family? Did you tell your family? No, they're very, my, my father and mothers, they're very old right now, more than 70 years old. And, and I don't want to, I don't want them to know about me, to mm-hmm. be shocked. Right, especially at that age, you know, why, yeah. why go, uh, you know, I, raise all these issues? It's not going to be. Even in America, I, my, my parents, I'm, I'm the youngest child, my, <coughs> my parents are in their 80s and, um, uh, we're not talking about this stuff. <laughs> well, what about I mean, the internet? Will they find it? I know. Well, thankfully, they, you know, they don't know what a computer is. So, uh, <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. There are. Uh, we're going to be in a magazine here uh, next week, so maybe who knows? Now, uh, do you, we? Is it all right if you if you guys still feel okay if we chat for another twenty twenty five minutes? Yeah. Okay, so let me let me wrap up the show. I do have some other questions specifically related to uh, the, the marriage itself, and uh, I want you guys to come back and listen to me uh, chat with Patrick and Seong Man. But in the meantime, thank you to the both of you uh, for sharing your story, and then come back next week, all you listeners, and we will continue talking to them even uh, more about that. Is that Thanks, all right? John. Okay, so, well, if you want to leave me comments uh, for Patrick and Seong Man regarding their marriage... And uh, or just have more things to comment about anything at all, you can go to onlinepodcast.com or you can call the comment line 920 iPhone 1 or simply write me an email online at gmail.com. And until next week, do come back because we will continue the chat with Xiong Man and Patrick next week. Okay, ladies, don't forget to smile. Bye.